Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Locally distributed by United Beverage of South Bend. Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer. Don't compromise. Also sponsored by Bill's Heating of Goshen since 1951. For all your heating, cooling, and plumbing. Also by Pet Refuge, Leck Leitner Door, Sherwood Tire, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and OSMC, the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. And now, the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Welcome to the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. This is Tim Firestone, owner of Blackthorn Golf Club, and my partner, John Foster, general manager of the Notre Dame Warren Golf Course, at Notre Dame. Morning, John. Morning, Tim. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How have you been? I'm missing Darren already, pal. Yeah, I know. Darren is uh, on uh, assignment or vacation. We don't know, but <laughs> John and I are uh, extremely happy because we get to share his pay uh, yes, today. Yes, we do. Um, yeah. Since he's the only paid talent on the show, so <laughs> I think we might be able to... Yeah, it's about a 50% raise i think over what we normally get so yeah. yeah this is well worth it tim yeah exciting day we might be able to get taco <laughs> bell for lunch <laughs> <laughs> well we have breaking news here on the golf show this morning um after a long and illustrious career uh in several different categories um <laughs> mr foster uh has a, an announcement to make about uh his future Mm-hmm. Um, John, why don't you tell uh, our audience what's shaking in your world? Yeah, I will, Tim. So effective May 15th, I will officially be retiring from the university. And the golf course is part of that, obviously. So, yeah, I think a number of people have already known uh, people that come to the course a lot. I've spoken with and around the university. But uh, it's it's bittersweet, obviously. You know, I've had 20 years here, and I think – um, we hope we've done good over those 20 years and continued to improve the experience for the, for the players that come out here. I think from a university standpoint, obviously our crowning achievement was the uh, 2019 U.S. Senior Open. And it's just so unfortunate that you know, we're riding so high through that, Tim. And I know you've, you've had situations like that, too, where you can just sit back and say, look what we've done. Let's enjoy this for a while. And then the pandemic hits, and it changes everything. And so, you know, if I pointed to one thing, it's probably that things have become really challenging here, and that's nobody's fault. It's the it's the virus's fault. And last year, we worked so hard to make sure things were right for the for the customers here, both from a you know golf course standpoint and a guest service standpoint. And I think we're staring that down again this year. And frankly, you know I'm old, Tim. I don't have to tell you. It's just it's, it's too much uh, physically and mentally. And you know what? And, you know, Tim, I've known you for a good portion of my life. Um, I had a career in the corporate world where I worked really hard. Um, 
And I then own my own business, and, and you can attest to that, as you do. Yep. Worked really, really hard then, and then came to Notre Dame and had a, a great 20 years here. And you ask yourself, why was I doing all that for the last 40 years? Uh, it was so I can retire and yep. and enjoy it. And so that's what Melissa and I have decided. Uh, we're, we're going to be relocating from this area. Um, and still have ties here, but I'm heading south, Timmy, where it's a little bit warmer. So, well, congratulations, man. Um, I'm happy Thanks, for buddy. you, and uh, I think that uh, you're right. Um, you've had a, a great career and done some really cool things, um, and I've always admired your um, your career and what you're able to accomplish. And um, congratulations, and uh, we're going to miss Thank you, you but. You've left the place in great uh, shape, and and you know I think uh, uh, obviously like what the work you did with the Senior Open and uh-huh. and the notoriety it brought not only to Notre Dame but for South Bend. Um, yeah, you know we've definitely yeah. benefited from that as well. Um, you know with groups coming in wanting to play Warren and then also we'll play Blackthorn, yeah. and um, so I feel like we've had a great uptick from that as well. So thanks yeah, for all that. No, uh, oh, you're welcome, buddy. And that, that brings up a good point that. You know, the whole time you've been at Blackthorn, I've been at Notre Dame, we've never really been competitors. We've, it's us against them a little bit, trying to, mm-hmm. you know, bring in quality golf, bring quality golf to the area, attract players because of the quality of our operations, and there's plenty to go around. And I think once here at Notre Dame we decided we, we, we need to carve out our own identity, carve out our own um, demographic as opposed to, Chasing every single round right. of market, and and you did the same thing. I mean, that's a that's the death spiral of any business, is too too few rounds being chased by too many uh, businesses. So so anyway, I think in retrospect we've kind of fed off of each other, and I think that's been good for the community as well as both of our operations. Yeah, and I admire you know you for that. I think you're right. I mean, we both were able to maintain rate without discounting and going backwards. You know, we yes. did a little differently with the Blackthorn car, but it's never yeah. like you saw Warren advertising or Blackthorn no. advertising a $25 rate even during the hard times. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Good point, Tim. Again, I mean, and, and that's not for easy. That. I mean, you know, in, in your case, it's a little more gussy because it's your money on the line. <laughs> Here I <clears throat> have the luxury of, uh, you know, kind of a big brother who's funding the operation, but – uh, and it was kind of hard to convince the management here that, hey, we need to take a step back or two from a revenue standpoint in order to take steps forward. And that was, you know, for the good of the golf course, we can't drive 24,000 rounds a year. You know, we have a number that's more comfortable that will – but we think if we do that, we can get our price up to the point where the net is actually better. So so all of those dynamics are not unique to golf. They're, you know, they're any business you can apply that to. But I, I'm really proud of what we've accomplished, and I'm really proud of the staff here, and both past and, and present. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody – well, I think we've had a really fun place to work, Tim. I, I've enjoyed it. I hope the staff has enjoyed it. And this is not life or death. You know, if we don't, you know, if we don't get the greens mode on time on a particular – nobody's going to die. And <laughs> although you would think <laughs> – <laughs> the way some golfers you treat the game, that it is life or death. You know, we I think we realized a long time ago we're in the entertainment business, you know, and that's mm-hmm. I, and that, that, that's what we are. So let's entertain some people. And I think the, one of the more challenging parts of my job was that we were also in the university business. And that's a, a yeah. combination that wasn't always 
meshing because I, the university has sure. objectives that aren't necessarily the same as a golf course at times. So anyway, that's it is what it is. I, I welcome that challenge, and I'm glad to pass that along to my successor. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right. Well, now more importantly, you know, yeah. I've seen you and known you in many different facets of your career. I've also seen your golf game evolve and dissolve. <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> so I'm curious as to whether or not you're ready to, you know, maybe start playing more and yep. getting back into the game a little bit. You know, and and I'm not being facetious. I got to find out if I like golf, if I like playing golf, yeah. because yeah. I've had to step away the last 20 years. I, I mean, I've played a bit, but uh, as time has gone on, I think I've played less and less. Last year, I played two rounds, I believe, and uh, so I'm glad you brought it up, Tim. I'm going to try to play golf. I'm going to. We're we're looking you know, at homes in in the uh, Hilton Head area, which offers a lot of a lot of golf opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. So I I want to start planning it. I want to get better. Um, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to spend a boatload of money on lessons. Um, <laughs> I, I'm also, <laughs> but I think if I just kind of get out of my own way and start playing a little bit, you know, things maybe will come around. But it it, it would really be nice, and you you can't imagine this because it's been so long for you. But to step on the first tee and not worry about what's going on at my golf course, and did yeah. they have you know this guy show up today, and how's the tee sheet look? I think if you can, hopefully, if I can clear my head of all that stuff, I'll I'll begin to enjoy golf again. Well, there you go. Well, at one time, I mean, you were a very good player. I remember watching you uh, in the club championship match at Blackthorn. <laughs> I mean, that had to be back in. 1999, six, I think. seven. Well, maybe I don't. Yeah, before that, yeah. Because oh, um, you're right. It was. Brian I mean, left right. for Warren uh, in '98, and I took over '99. So this had to be like '96, '97 uh, when right. you made that 65 foot bomb against <laughs> Timmy Deverell in the club championship match. So I think that um, impacts in my career there, Timmy. And then it just kind of slid from there. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I was glad oh, you were man. there to witness that and attest to it. So, yeah, yeah like we're still talking about it twenty some years later. So it must have been <laughs> exciting, you know. Either that, or we really had no highlights in our. Golf we game. really have no lifestyle. No, that's <laughs> that's the problem. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, so, what other so, hobbies you're going to be uh, picking up here yeah. in your in your retirement? Yeah. Do you got anything else? I, I don't know, too. I've thought about this a lot because one reason I, I was hesitant to retire is I don't want to sit around and. Die basically. You got to have something to do, and and short of work, uh, there's golf. Obviously, I paint, as you know. So maybe I'll start painting again, and then uh, fishing. There's so much fishing available down in that area. I'm I I used to fish quite a bit. Uh, maybe that. Um, I'm not sure. What I'm really going to enjoy is on you know February 14th is walking out of my door and being able to sit on the deck and drink coffee without a parka on. Uh, the, the weather's a big enticement for us. Um, but I'm not sure, buddy. I'm, I'm definitely going to find something to do. I may end up working a few days a week, you know, at one of the golf courses or something. Uh, not yeah. out of necessity. You'd be a hot hire down there, a hot commodity. I, well, I don't know, bud. How would you like some um, shop attendant like me who's running an operation? You think I can uh... keep my mouth shut long enough and not tell them how to – that would be my Never. fear. 
Never been your yeah. strength, John. But no, it uh, really hasn't. And I can see me, you know, shoot. I, I would hopefully not do that, but not try to tell them how to run the operation. So I think yeah. you're better at the starter role, you know, <laughs> down get there. Get out of the shop. Yeah, get out of the shop. So it just smooths everybody going off the first tee. Yeah, you uh, want anyone. I don't know what that pays. I'll have to look into that. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, as much money as you have, you won't be have to worry about that. You're probably a volunteer. It, that it will be. I'll actually pay them, I think, in order. <laughs> Although, based upon the home prices I saw last uh, earlier this week, oh down, yeah, um, yeah, I may have it, to work, pal. Yeah, is it crazy down there? Just like everywhere it, else? it is. I know it's crazy. It's crazy here too. The problem is, I mean, the prices are kind of what we expected, but the availability of homes, the inventory is is similar to this area. I mean, our realtor had trouble showing us representative houses, not ones we were going to buy, but something at least in wow. the neighborhoods we wanted to live because they, they were sold before they hit the market. You know, it's a, it's wow. the network that – so she's pretty well tuned into the network. But I think we'll probably have to move to the area and rent in order to be there and take advantage mm-hmm. when a, a particular house, uh, you know, comes available. We, we did decide on two neighborhoods, communities – that we wanted to just home in on because those are the two we liked. And, and you know what, Tim, if it doesn't work, if, if we get down there, rent, and, and we just don't feel comfortable, maybe it's not the best fit, you know, we'll, we'll go somewhere else, but it'll be south yep. of there. It won't be north. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, well, you in enough. so you know what it's like. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and the older you get, the more important that is. I mean, I look at it. Important it is. That's right. Yeah, and in California, and God, I was what thirty years old, so it really wasn't you know that big a deal necessarily. But uh, it really has become that. I mean, winters have become a real struggle for me. So, yeah. Well, listen, man. Congratulations on a, a great career. Thank you, Tim. Again, thanks for your friendship and uh, mentorship yep. over the years, and I'm really happy for you. And I'll definitely be down to visit and take some of your money would, on the golf course. That would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, it really would. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little research on golf courses down there now. There's some that uh, are quite reasonable, and the one in the neighborhood that we were really interested in is fairly affordable. So I think if I had a golf course in my neighborhood, hopefully that would kind of entice me to want to play more. So yeah, well, you're listen, always you welcome. Trailer you know. up uh, one of those Notre Dame carts. <laughs> Make sure you take you know enough equipment no. and balls to last you for the next <laughs> five years. I, I was and wondering if I could if we could call Sean, our mutual Titleist guy, yeah. and tell him my my clubs were stolen and somebody stole all my golf balls before he yeah. finds out that I retired. But I, I guess he's been too good to me over the years to to do something like that. You realize I'm going to have to buy golf balls now, Timmy. That's terrible. Think about how long it's been since you've done that. Oh my I mean, goodness! We kind of take it for granted, but um, no, yeah, it's crazy. What about clothing? I mean, I I haven't bought, you know, occasionally I'll buy something, but as far as uh, polos and stuff, it's, everything's got mm-hmm. an ending on <laughs> So yep. sooner or later. Or I'm paying afraid. for golf. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. When's You're right. You pay for a green fee. I mean, yeah, some of the perks. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it's true. It is true. So, um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, All right, maybe buddy. we got to talk to Darren about, you know, maybe I'll continue the the golf show, giving you the perspective from the yeah. You know, 
We don't know. We do have a lot of listeners in that area, don't we? Yeah, they do. Uh, I think our podcast, especially the ratings, are especially high in that area. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're big in the SEC and ACC area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. All right. Well, listen, we're going to go to our first break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Culture Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Welcome back to the Mick Alter Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. My name's John Foster, the soon-retiring general manager at the Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. And I'm, I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Firestone. He's the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club. Um, and, Tim, what do you want to talk about, pal? You know, we talked about my wow. retirement. Let's turn it on to you now. What's What would you like to talk about? Boy, I don't know. I don't know what we can talk about that we'd like to talk about on air. We got to be careful. Usually, our conversations can get well. That's true. You know what? Let's do this then. So, since I'm going to be out of the golf business, I'm going to have to start buying golf gear. And I come out to Blackthorn, and I go in your shop. You know, what's new for this year? What would I notice, um, and what would I be interested in? Well, you know, golf. We we talked a little, touched on this the first last couple shows, but. I mean, we've seen such an increase in play with people either new to the game or people that used to play that are now playing. And um, we're seeing an incredible demand for golf equipment. I mean, we've ordered and sold more clubs in the first couple months here uh, than I can ever remember selling. Um, And golf clubs, as you know, uh, are not getting cheaper. Um, It is insane what the cost is of clubs. And I think, um, unfortunately, uh, we make no money on that. We're working on very slim yeah. margins when it comes to golf yeah. clubs. Um, so people really are a little bit shocked um, when they hear the price of these things. But I'm telling you, um, uh, it has not slowed down the demand. The only issue we yeah. have now is the manufacturers are so backordered on parts and yeah. components that it's, you know, up to two months uh, to get yeah. equipment. But we've, um, you know, done our fair share of, uh, you know, our, our our main main three companies, I should say, would be TaylorMade, Titleist, and Tour Edge. Um, yeah. Tour Edge is kind of more of an entry point uh, club that still can be custom, you know, ordered to get your specs mm-hmm. right, a um, little bit more affordable, um, and a decent product line. Yeah, um, Titleist, uh, yeah. yeah. We started yeah. with them, um, I don't know, maybe – four or five years ago, kind of gave it a shot, and we've done really well yeah. with it. So, uh, And they're out of Chicago, so it's quicker shipping yeah. time, um, you know, than getting it from TaylorMade uh, or Titleist. But um, sure. we've done well with that. We've um, done well with, with, with Titleist. I know we talked a little bit about last week with your shop with their new driver um, um, and, and stairways. Um, and I'm obviously yeah. the, the wedges, the Volky wedges and the Scotty Camerons are – just, you know, I think mainstays in every pro shop in America. Yeah. So, um, then we'll that, but then our, our, our big, um, our biggest, um, manufacturer that we use is TaylorMade. Um, yeah. We have uh, done incredibly well. They've come out this year with a new Sim 2 driver. Um, obviously have a very large presence on the PGA Tour. Um, they've done some great things, uh, with technology, uh, with that club. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's um, gone very well. They've also done a great job 
with the fitting carts and us being able yeah. to get the different shafts. I mean, before, John, you remember with fitting, a lot of times oh, yeah. yeah. the different head styles or you'd have different lie angles, but we yeah. weren't able to interchange those shafts to give yeah. the player. And as we've talked about on the show before, ultimately, the shaft yep. is probably, in my opinion, 75 or 80% of, of yeah. what is important in the club fitting. You know, um, Tim, being on you, you being on TaylorMade staff, what kind of difference have you seen since the Adidas divested of them? Um, I, I can give you my opinion because you and I—they used to drive us crazy. The um, the representation for TaylorMade and then introducing three clubs a year and obsoleting one before you've even gotten the you know the old ones out of stock. Anyway, uh, is do you attribute that to the split with Adidas? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I think they really made a recommitment to the Greengrass accounts and, and to the pros. Um, yeah. You know, I think you and I both know we're not, I mean, the big box shops are where they yeah. um, sell and move a lot of their product. But, you know, also, unfortunately, a lot of the recommendation or a lot of the, um, even the club fittings are done at, at the golf course level. And unfortunately, yeah. um, there's not always the loyalty uh, there and people will go then to order their stuff yeah. either online or or uh, at a big yeah. box store. But um, no, I think they have done an incredible job. I, I remember we stopped carrying TaylorMade. You know, I yeah, so do we. And eight or ten years ago, it was just brutal. You know, Tammy, um, us at the time we were um, uh, an Adidas school. I didn't carry it, and I caught some flack over that. But uh, it wasn't worth a headache, quite frankly. Yeah, I remember, John, we would go to the PGA show in January and put our order in for the new product to be delivered, you know, <laughs> April 1st. And by the time yeah. April 1st came, there was one year they already had a whole other product <laughs> line out. And it's, we was like, what are you, and they still ship this, this other stuff. And it's like, what is going on here? This is, no, you know, it was, you know what it was, Timmy? They were a manufacturing company. They weren't a golf company. Everything was driven by... Um, you know, the, the incremental production of their plants, what made sense uh, to them on maximizing, optimizing their manufacturing process and the marketing end of things they didn't care about. Now, I used to work for a German company, and that's kind of the, you know, a lot of them operate under that uh, efficiencies of uh, manufacturing. Don't worry, the product will sell itself. And I think you and I both kind of took a stand and said, no, it won't sell itself. And so I, there was a number of reasons they got out of that business. But I think it's been good for golf that, it, uh, that TaylorMade is standalone right now. I agree. And I think, you know, they, I think they've performed better since the yeah. split, to yep. be quite honest. Um, and it was purchased um, for pennies on the dollar, you know, yeah. by a hedge fund. And I'm sure if – if they would sell that now, they would make an uh, incredible return on their investment given what's happening in golf. So, um, good point. Yeah, they've done a great job. So, we've done well with that. And again, like Titleist and these, these, you know, Callaway and all the major manufacturers, yeah. they've really got a club for everybody, you know, whether it's yeah. your 18 or 19 handicap who needs uh, more forgiveness in the head and, and a lighter weight mm-hmm. shaft. And uh, they've got, you know, something. Uh, for everybody, they've got uh, they really come a long way in their wedge <laughs> design as well with the new uh, raw wedges that have that kind of face yeah. um, where it, 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 it got to a point. And if you remember, even Volky had these as well. 
where the face would kind of rust. And yes. people thought they were like used or whatever, but it really yeah. adds to the spin, especially yeah. when it's wet out and your wedges are wet. Um, yep. So TaylorMade's gone back to that, but what they do with the package is they put a, a sticker on the face and they wrap the head to make sure it doesn't, um, I don't know <laughs> what the term is, but basically it doesn't rust while it's sitting in your shop there. Um, uh, it doesn't but, oxidize, uh, Timmy. That would be oxidized. See, what am I going to do without you? All these big words that I won't be able to come up with. Well, uh, I haven't dropped any names today, so that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll go yeah. down and you'll get a new network of PGA and senior PGA tour buddies down there in Hilton Head. And you'll be able to tell us who you yeah. have breakfast with. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. will do that. Yeah. So I'm sure they'd love for me to hang out with them. <laughs> So that's kind of what's new, you know, we, from a golf ball standpoint. Um, we're Titleist exclusive uh, on the golf ball side. I'm sure you are as well. Um, yep. We just uh, we carry the majority of the market share, and they've got a ball for everybody. So rather than trying yeah. to carry 20 different SKUs, we've made the decision where we'll just carry the Titleist line. And, um, again, everything from a pinnacle uh, yep. to the Pro V1. So. Um, so, and from an apparel standpoint, it's it's been you know uh, that that business <laughs> continues to get harder and harder, especially if I don't have an Ordain logo on it, which yeah. you know unfortunately we we don't have the rights to put that on there. Maybe in your <laughs> retirement, package, you could yeah do it anyway, Tim. Today. Just do it. Yeah, Foster <laughs> said it was okay. I'll send you the royalty check down there okay. in Hilton instead of the university. I'm just kidding. I'm sure Jim Trolley doesn't call me today. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the apparel business is tough. Yeah, I mean, um, it is. I will say uh, Adidas um, line this year looks incredible. Uh, Nike, in my opinion, has been stale. Um not great designs. Under Armour is mm-hmm. really good too. Um, yeah, you carry that. Um, but it's been a you know the apparel business is a challenge. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think the online presence of the, all of these um, manufacturers we've you've talked about those brands there make it really hard for us. Um, you know, somebody coming to the shop and, and dropping what they you know on because we carry. You know, we we now carry Johnny O. Are you familiar with Johnny mm-hmm. O? Sure. It's really high end stuff, but I mean, you're looking at 115 dollars for a for a golf shirt, you know, non discounted. And there is the clientele that does come here, but unfortunately, Timmy, last year with the pandemic and no football, the majority of our sales of high end items kind of revolved around the football season. Oh, right, coming into town, you know, we missed that, and so it was really a challenge for Cody this year because we had a lot of stock left over, and so. Mm-hmm. What do you try to blow out of here? What do you buy new? It's still a bit of a balancing act. Uh, but even in normal years, uh, like you say, the Indies sure helps. Um, but it's it's become harder and harder for us to compete in the apparel uh, industry just because of all the other online presence uh, that these companies have. No, I agree. It's a little bit frustrating. You know, it's like if you wanted to order a Cadillac and you could just go online and, and yeah. buy it right from GM, you know, yeah. and now you can do that with with almost everybody. Um, yeah. You know, go right online yeah. and buy whatever you want to buy directly from them. Exactly. A little bit uh, frustrating, but um, yeah. anyway, yeah, I think the golf shop 
uh, merchandise sales for us have continued to drop pretty much every year over yeah. the past 10 or 15 years. And sure. it, it really comes down to special orders. Um, it comes down to corporate logo business. Yeah, exactly. And it comes down to, to, to golf outing, um, yeah. you know, people buying, stuff like that. But your everyday golfer coming in, it's like, oh, crap, I forgot a hat. I forgot my gloves. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. And, and that's really what's driving your sales. So, yeah. Anyway, well, that's true. I'm, I mean, whining, I, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm. Much, but that's that's. that's, that's all, please, people, get out there and buy some apparel from Tim. <clears throat> Thanks. John. The guy's dying. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> John's uh, retirement model. Go buy. Yeah, that is Tim. buy from Tim. That's my new motto. Yeah. So. I'll get you a, a license plate. Hey. Um, that says that. Yeah. Is there any way? Would you just like charge me a cart fee if I decide to come out and play after I retire? With cart oh, fee cut? You're, you're you're like Bob Nagel and JT. You're America's <laughs> best man. You never have to pay for anything. What if I buy a black card? Would you give me a break on that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All righty. Well, listen. Um, you know, you're listening to the Mick Alter Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. I think we're going to break. What do you think, Timmy? Sounds good. Okay. Be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Mick Alter Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. This is Tim Firestone, general manager of Blackthorn Golf Club, co-owner, and also John Foster, the recently announced retiring GM at the Warren Golf Course of Notre Dame. John, we haven't talked about um, college golf and Notre Dame golf. We usually, um, mm-hmm. this time of year, kind of touch on that. I know it's coming down to uh, maybe some tournament time. What, give us an yeah. update on the men's and women's programs at Notre Dame. Yeah, Tim. I, you know, in years past, I, again, I think it's just a pandemic has changed so many things. But we normally would have the coaches on. Uh, by this time in the year. So first with the women, uh, unfortunately, they did not have a great year, and they will not be going to the NCAA regionals. Um, They have a lot of – a really young team, and they started to play a lot better near the end of the year, but it just wasn't enough to get them into the – what is basically the top 72 that get invited to the first round of the regionals. The men are a totally different story. Um, going out of uh, the, the, of 2019, prior to the pandemic, coming out of the fall season, they were ranked seventh in the country, which is the wow. highest ranking by far that our men's golf team had ever achieved, other than 1945 national champions. <laughs> so that goes back a ways. I remember it, but you won't. Um, and then... So so where we're at right now, we, we had a really good spring, but last week, last weekend at the ACC's, our guys did not play well. It's kind of a bad news, good news, and it really doesn't matter because when it comes to NCAA regionals and your ranking, uh, we are now 30th. Um, we were as high as 17 this spring. Uh, you know, by not participating last fall, it really did it really did hurt. Uh, or the spring prior, but we're 30th. We'll, we're safely into the field for the regional. And if you're first or 30th, they don't really see. You know, you've got 18 teams per region. Uh, <clears throat> there will be four regions, and it just comes down to geography. If you're a number one seed, you'll probably go to the place closest to home. And they, they take right. geography into consideration. So Coach Handrigan, Coach Gump, they've done a phenomenal job. They've got. 
Um, Tucker Carlson is the, the freshman this year who's just phenomenal. One of the, he was one of the top ten prospects in the U.S. We landed him. He's played well. And then last year, as you know, Palmer Jackson was a freshman who's a quarter finalist at the USAM. Davis Chatfield was a quarter finalist in the USAM this year. <clears throat> he's a senior, but. We have a really good young team that's going to continue to get better and grow, and I'm just so excited to see how they do in the NCAA regionals. And do you, have they announced where they'll play yet, John? Not yet. That comes, I believe, it's next next Monday or Tuesday, Tim. They make that that announcement, and then the regionals begin the week of I think it's like the ninth or tenth of May. And then, yeah. how many teams out of each regional advance? Yeah, then they take the top five, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, I may be wrong. You know, I think they've gone to 24-team regionals, three regions, and it's the top five. So you get 15 teams. They play stroke play for two rounds. Yeah. The, the final four is match play, yeah. which is really good, really unique. That's and cool. So and that's it cool, is. right? I like think it brings a couple, two or three years. Yes, yeah. And it brings a lot of more people into it, I believe, as you know. In match play, you don't have to be the most dominant team one through four as far as your team goes. If you've got a couple of kids that get hot, you know, you can beat anybody. So, so it would be great if we could get to that point. But just making the regionals, it's the first time in 10 or 11 years we've made the regionals. Wow. I yeah. mean, John and Scott have just done such an unbelievable job. I mean, he, he two unbelievable guys and uh, enjoyed, you know, knowing those guys and yeah, spending time. Scott's been on our show several times, and uh, yeah. congratulations to them and what they've accomplished there. Because it's not the easiest golf school uh, to recruit to, or no. you know, to be competitive with. So, well, especially Tim. Now that I'm leaving, you realize how hard it's going to be to recruit kids. <laughs> I know. You're probably yeah, the know. one they, they introduce first to, and oh, yeah. it is. It is. But, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, I you mean, did a great job it. designing that building, it. and <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. I haven't broken it to the kids yet. We're kind of keeping it from them. We don't want them too disheartened when they go off to the regional. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, okay, so what, what kudos you got, to that. So. Well, you know, I just think it's great to see, um, you know, local uh, schools here um, in, in South Bend, uh, you know, playing well. You know, Blackthorn is the home. A facility for uh, both Holy Cross and Bethel. Uh, T.J. Manning, uh, local PGA pro that was at Elbel for years, coaches both the men and women's team at at Holy Cross, and, and they've come a long way and have been very competitive uh, in their conference and um, have some really good players. Um, so um, they've done well. Bethel, uh, the men's team, uh, which is coached by John Fisher now, uh, is you know, rebuilding, let's call it that. They've struggled uh, here the last few years. But their women's team uh, is just, uh, they've really started getting into the recruiting of international players, which brings a whole new level of talent. Um, uh, the coach there um, is from, I believe it's Brazil, was recruited by Coach Hess. And now she lives in the area. Her husband's an engineer at Whirlpool, and uh, she's the head coach at Bethel, and she's really tapped into that international recruiting. So, as you know, in women's golf, that can be, well, even in men's golf, it can be very important yeah. to get those international yeah. players here. Um, so it's it's kind of cool to see. And then IUSB has started a golf program. Drew Roop, uh, PGA pro over at Eberhardt, is the head coach. And um, 
they've got a program going now. So a lot of active wow. uh, competitive golf um, here in the South Bend market. So it's kind of mm-hmm. neat to see. And I know the high schools are underway or, um, um, and a um, lot more young kids playing golf, uh, it seems like, than we've seen the past few years. So yeah. new excitement yeah. for the game, which is great. But um, It is all good, pal. Yeah. Anyway, we need to sneak in uh, one more break here, John, and uh, we'll come back and, okay. and uh, talk about a couple other things. But you're listening to uh, the Mick Hunter Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, whenever you guys are ready. Welcome back to the Mick Ultra Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT Radio. This is Tim Firestone, owner of Blackthorn Golf Club, with my all-star partner in crime, John Foster, uh, from the University of Notre Dame's Warren Golf Course. John, it's uh, coming up uh, this fall here, Ryder Cup time already. Um, obviously, uh, uh, golfers are already um, trying to position themselves to uh, – to make the team, and, and um, right. I'll tell you what, this is, you know, from the U.S. standpoint, I think probably the strongest team we've had in quite some time. Um, the top six automatically qualify. Um, your champion, Steve Stricker, from yeah. the, U- the Senior Open, is the captain this year. Um, so, you know, a lot of interesting moving parts here. A lot of up-and-coming players. You have Will Zatarius, who played unbelievably well at the Masters and is really kind of coming on strong. Um, you know, is there maybe um, mm-hmm. a chance he makes the team, uh, even though he's kind of got – he went from over, what was he, like 1,000th in the world? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he, you know, he was a really good college player, Tim. It's not like he just came out of nowhere. He was at Wake Forest. And he was a player of the year, his junior year, I think, or at least maybe it was ACC player of the year. But he's well-known in the ranks of college golf. But on a professional level, it took people by surprise how well he played at the Masters. But um, as far as the other players and stuff, I don't think they were surprised. I mean, there's talk of him, you know, Stricker picking him. I just think from an experience standpoint, um, I don't know if he's got a long enough resume yet to put him in that situation. Yeah. Although he held up really well at the Masters, yeah. especially that final round under so much pressure. But I just think they're going to go a little more tried and true. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, my concern, I like your opinion on this. So do you think it's better to have older or younger players play on the Ryder Cup team? I Well, here's how I look at it. I think, you know, experience is, is probably – more important in my opinion mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. think um to your point i mean this is a, a high pressure event they've been there before they, they 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 know how to act and just i feel like that's probably more important in my opinion okay but, okay um i don't know i mean there's i mean i'm, I'm a little too well I, i've yeah. always felt the same way tim but i i'm i watch these younger players and how immune they are to pressure and how aggressive they are when they play and aggressive is the way you got to play in the Ryder Cup I don't care what anybody says you mm, cannot be conservative right. you're going to get butt kicked and I think you get the people who've uh, you know this is my fifth Ryder Cup experience or whatever I'm not so sure that's what we want I think experience in this case may be a bit overrated um, obviously I can't climb into Stricker's head and see what, what he thinks and as you say the top six are going to be determined by the points anyway um, 
when I look at the top six right now, we've got Johnson, DeChambeau, Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Shoffley, and Kepka. Um, let me ask you this. Who, who would you throw out? Back? If you had one throw out, who would it be? Well, I mean, it's hard. At this point in time, it would be Kepka just because he's not healthy. You know, yeah. I mean, he's banged up, can barely walk. I mean, hopefully he gets that thing in rehab. But yeah. I'm telling you what, Xander and Colin are, I think, just both studs. Nothing bothers they them. Are. They're solid. They're grinders. Yep. Um, you know, Dustin Johnson, I think, is still the world number one. Yeah, uh, Shambo, I think, is a great Ryder Cup player. Should be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It. Yep. Um, but if you look past that list, I mean – I think there's also something to be said about some of these guys, John, who have put in the time, they've won tournaments, they're they're good players that probably yeah. would deserve a shot over yeah. Will. Will's gonna have plenty of time to yeah, make right up teams. But if we yeah. look at guys like uh number ten Daniel Berger or Billy Horschel, yeah. you know, those guys are veteran guys who've won, who played well. Um yeah. but uh, you know, you got Patrick Reed uh at seventh, you gotta have Patrick Reed on the team. Right, I mean that's yep. a no-brainer. Tony Finau, you got to have Tony Finau. Yeah, um, he, again, a Ryder Cup player. Webb Simpson, yep. you know, again, there's to your experience, <laughs> he's played in a, at least one Ryder well, Cup, if not. Two. Now, that, Tim, that's perfect example of what I'm talking about. So you got Billy Horschel, who's really emotional, which I think is really important in the Ryder Cup, and you got Webb Simpson, who probably knits when he's not playing golf. That would be my <laughs> guess. Um, solid player. I don't know. I'd, I would take Horschel in a heartbeat over him just because, you know, Horschel can shoot some big numbers. I understand that. But once again, looking at match play, I think you got to recalibrate what your determining factors are. Um, and so Patrick Reed, why is he so successful? He's so emotional. I mean, he can be a jerk, but so can DeChambeau. Justin Thomas, Morikawa, all those guys are emotional. Now, uh, Shoffley, like you said, is kind of steady Eddie. doesn't show it. But I think there's some fire there. Um, I don't know. I guess these are all things that Steve Stricker has been considering the last two years since he's known he was going to captain this team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what do you, I mean, obviously uh, the Ryder Cup uh, is going to be up at Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin. The weather, I don't think is going to, I mean, that's going to be potentially up for the yeah. north. Yeah. Um, um, September 21st to the 26th. I mean, you never know. That could become a factor up there. To, you know, does that make yeah. a difference on who you pick? Uh, if you're I think a it, yeah. I think you look at the golf course too, Tim. Have you played? I have you played with? It? Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, it's how many bunkers? I guess you need oh, to ask God. Johnson how many actual yeah. bunkers are out there. Yeah, They're going to have to give him a tutorial. Things. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, again, I don't know how one would describe it. I mean, I played it, but nothing – I don't have the perspective or the game of these guys that would, could determine what kind of golf course that is, whose eye does it suit, whose game does it suit. But I think that's one of the other factors that Stricker is going to be considering, the horses for courses thing. Um, I just know it's hard. That that would be my description of that course. So, um, What do you so, think about Phil? Does Phil have a chance? I, I don't think he's got the game, pal. I mean, I, I know that he's yeah. crowd favorite and gets everybody fired up. He's a great teammate, but that can only go so far, you know. Um, yeah. It's great that on your high school basketball team to have this kid everybody loves at the end of the bench and 
rooting everybody on and keeping everybody positive. But I don't want him trying to make free throws in the last 20 seconds for me. Yeah, I think, and back to my point, I think it's only fair that some of these guys get a chance, right? They, yeah, I, I agree. They it out, and, and I just don't think it's right that, you know, he would take a spot from, from somebody else. But uh, Now, we can say that because Darren's not here. You realize that's right, Mr. Phil. We'd have an argument ensue over that last topic. Yeah, yeah, and then you got Stuart Sink playing super well at the age of forty-seven. You know, I don't know. um, I know if he's considered or not. I mean, uh, I don't know. Let me ask uh, you. Yeah, I I don't know, Tim. If you say you're a European player and you step up on that first tee in singles, (laughs) and Stuart's there, uh, is it really not too intimidating? I mean, I, I I know he's a really good guy, a nice guy. I just don't know how intimidating he is. Um, yeah. Again, I, I mean, I think I that's a good point. And Stricker probably yeah. would be a better pick than than him. I mean, yeah. Oh, I agree with and, you there. Yeah. And what yeah. what about an experience for him in his home state to be able to be oh, there? Oh wow. Yeah. And uh, be a part of that uh, Ryder yeah. Cup and uh, pretty cool and and just such a good guy. You know, I mean, I yeah, I think probably. Yeah, have met him, but just seems mm-hmm. like this salt of the earth, wonderful guy. Oh, we have, you know, uh, I've got the pro shop pet, or littered with pictures of me and <laughs> from the trophy presentation and stuff. Uh, you got go. a real big one as you come in, and yeah, I'm tired of answering the questions. Though, hey, John, I see you, but who's that other guy with you? So, (laughs) but he was, he was a gentleman the whole week and afterwards, and he's been so kind. Um, I'd requested, I asked him if he could sign a few of the, um, uh, excuse me, the tickets that we had given out that week. So I could give it to some, some people who helped support the championship. And he, he signed 150 of them and sent them to me. I'm like, dude, that's great. That's above and beyond. And then that signature, I mean, maybe it's a stamp. It sure didn't look like it. Um, but I think that's universally universal. The opinion of him is he's just a good guy. So you hope yep. good things for him. Yep. Well, we're looking forward to it. We're running out of time here on the Mick Ultra Golf Show. Um, Johnny, we'll see you next week, buddy. And uh, all right, Tim. Pleasure. We'll do. Thanks, buddy. It's the Mick Ultra Golf Show on WSBT ninety six point one. Thanks for listening. This has been the Mick Ultra Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra, locally distributed by United Beverage of South Bend. Michelob Ultra, superior light beer. Don't compromise. Also sponsored by Bill's Heating of Goshen since 1951. For all your heating, cooling, and plumbing. Also by Pet Refuge, Luck Lightner Door, Sherwood Tire, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and OSMC, the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. This has been the Mick Ultra Golf Show, heard every Saturday morning at 8 on Sports Radio 961 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.